What's going on, guys? This is Florian Fire, and this is episode 8 of the podcast, Want to Play Some Games. Now, we're going to be talking about the Battlefield 5 beta today, guys. If you guys haven't played it yet, I recommend you go out and get it. It's free to play until the 11th, so that is Tuesday, I believe. Free to download um, on your consoles, open beta. Really recommend you guys jump in, give it a try. I've had uh, a friend of mine, he didn't play Battlefield 1, he played Battlefield 5. He said, this is what I want Battlefield to feel like. I'm really excited for this now. So I really recommend you guys go out there and try it, even if you didn't like Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 4. Uh, a lot of people have likened it to Battlefield, like the original Battlefield. And I don't, eh, I don't know if it's like that. I never played the original Battlefield. Uh, and I don't remember too much of 1942 to make that comparison, but it does feel good. It feels solid. Probably one of the most solid betas for a Battlefield game that I've played in a long time. Um, I remember specifically like the draft thing from, I think it was Battlefield 3 that had, um, or was it Battlefield 4? One of those two had a glitch in the beta where you could have a draft snack, uh, stuff like that. I haven't seen any of that in this beta, and I think that's that's really awesome. It really shows that DICE is trying to hone in on getting a good launch, especially with the pre-orders and stuff being down and them delaying the game now. I really want them to get a good launch off. I just That is key to this game's success. If this game does not get a good launch with the reputation it already has, it will fail, and that's coming from a Battlefield fan. Um, good launch, you know, your launch day is everything, and if that, that goes for any game, not just Battlefield. If Call of Duty had a bad launch, it would take a hit to its player base. So, with this game's reputation already being kind of in the toilet, with all of the negative press surrounding, like, the social justice warrior thing, with the girls with robot arms, and everything like that, I think that this game really needs to have a good launch to get it off, and off the ground and playable and I just if it doesn't get a good launch guys it's not going to be a good it's not going to have a good life cycle and I really we're going to be looking at another you know Battlefront 2 and I don't think this game deserves that it really doesn't this game is really good um I do have complaints and I do have a couple of major gripes but man it, it's just solid and you know the first thing we're going to be talking about guys Let's just talk about gameplay in general. Um, if you've been following Battlefield 5, you know that gameplay in general is going to be slowed down a lot. The developers have talked about the new attrition system, which is you don't heal to full anymore. You've got, actually got to go have a med pack to heal to full, and you, either, and you have to actually go get a med pack, either from a medic or off of a friendly controlled point, or well, not a friendly controlled point, you can get them off enemy points too. Um, we have to pick them up out of med stations on on actual like objectives like in conquest and so between that and the ammo system which is also part of attrition you don't spawn with full ammo and even then full ammo is reduced by a lot um i think max capacity like on the gavir 43 is what is it 30 rounds? 40 rounds? 40 rounds, because you can have 10 and then 30 in the reserve. And that is a far cry from old Battlefield games where you'd have, you know, five, six mags in sometimes, you know, especially and especially with guns like, um, you know, like the Parabellum in Battlefield. You only have two, you only have two, quote, you only have one extra, quote, unquote, reload. You start with, you know, one, in, you, a full magazine, uh, full box, obviously, and then you get one extra 
box to put into your gun to reload, but one of those boxes is 100 rounds. So you have 200 rounds to start with, and as a support, because the Parabellum is a support weapon, you can reload yourself, so you don't have to go get ammo off of a point. And because of that, um, you know, supports in the past, supports and medics both have enjoyed kind of this this almost like air of invincibility, especially more so medics than supports. Um, supports are really powerful, but medics, especially in the old games, have been really powerful because they have the med box and they can throw down the med box and they can heal. In this game, medics can still do that, but the healing is a lot slower and they actually have to activate the healing. It's not passive completely all the time as long as they have a box down. They have to activate it and then the, med the healing is a lot slower. So that whole attrition system really pulls that gameplay down from like super crazy hectic almost like call of duty levels of like speed to much slower almost like a, a PUBG. or i told my friend it reminded me a lot of like it reminded me a lot of the gameplay style of like a rainbow six of rainbow six siege it's not as in depth as rainbow six siege but the speed is similar you have to be very careful about how you move where you go you, when you you know when you post up someone with like a bipod in Battlefield 5 you have to be sure that you know there's not somebody already sighting you up to make sure and like just waiting for you to stop moving because it does happen pretty frequently that there will be snipers and stuff like that waiting in buildings there is no 3D spotting in this game so because of that you don't always know where there's an enemy and so you have to be very tactical about how you move They've added the crouch run feature, which lets you muffle your steps and still move at a pretty decent speed. Um, but it it just it slows the whole game down and brings it to a much more like PUBG, Rainbow Six Siege, very tactical, very check your corners. Because between that and the new TTK being really high, TTK being time to kill if you're not familiar, um, you know, time to kill is super high in this game with most weapons killing you outright in anywhere between three to five rounds. I mean, just instantly in this game, especially with higher firing weapons like the STG, like the Sten, like the MP40. Those weapons will kill you very quickly, almost a lot of the times quicker than you can react. Um, you, I mean, you'll see a guy, bam, you're dead. And it's like, well... You're just not fast enough on the draw. You're not paying enough attention. You're not seeing these guys before they see you. You're not anticipating enemy movements, so you're not you're not going to be able to stop these guys from doing from just murder just murder balling you all day because you're not anticipating where they'll be on that point when you go to assault it. You have to take that stuff into consideration, and that I, is to me really fun. That's one of my most favorite aspects of the Battlefield series is assaulting the points in Conquest and trying to figure out. You know, when I get there and it tells me there's an enemy, where is the enemy? Where would he be? Where would I be if I was him? Let me go check these buildings. Let me go. And this game, it's especially really important to check your corners, to check, make sure, you know, there's nobody in the corners. Make sure there's nobody upstairs because a lot, if you're not careful, they will get you. Without the use of 3D spotting, guys, I'm telling you, people straight, like, camouflage works for the first time, I think, in any Battlefield game. The camouflage in this game works really well. Like, really fucking well. I have been killed by people that I am staring at that I didn't know were there because they're in white camo against, like, snow. And I don't know they're there. And so, and, uh, you know, I, I can't be mad at the game for that. That's my fault for not seeing him, but man, like, it's really shocking because usually i'm so used to especially coming off battlefield one the 3d spotting and everything like that i'm so used to that that when in battlefield 5 it was kind of jarring 
to see it not there. The game has a very crisp, simplified kind of look with the UI being so simplified with like, they've toned everything down on the UI, nothing's really brightly colored. You can choose opacity and, and everything like that on your, on your interface. So, you know, everything can be kind of toned down and be less in your face bright. And because of that, the game is just so much more, the games are, especially assaulting points, it's really, really thrilling to, to go after points and objectives because it, especially if you get there and you see that there's an enemy there when you enter that cap radius and it goes and you see that there's red on that meter it really is thrilling because you kind of stop and you're like oh shit is he looking at me right now where you know is there big long sight lines looking at me where where would he be where could he be and you have to stop and really think and you can't just go running around zerging around the point looking like a maniac because you'll probably die. I mean, I've seen it happen multiple times. It's happened to me a couple times. So it does happen. But this game with the slowed down gameplay is really, really, really fun. It really is just super thrilling. It's just, it's really tense. And there have been games, guys, the Conquest, I don't know what they've done with Conquest and, and, and everything like that, but the games are super close. I have not had very many shutout games. I've, I won a game yesterday by one ticket in Conquest, and that was the most insane game I think I've ever had. It was really tense. Me and my squad were running around trying to cap points and stuff like that, and it was. we ended up winning, and I, I thought we had lost, and the screen comes up, and it said victory, and it said zero for them and one for us. They said, we won by one ticket holy shit like that was just insane and that's the kind of stuff that i really love about the battlefield series is those crazy tense moments and it's it brings you almost a rainbow six level siege levels of tense of just complete tensity on points and everything so i'm really glad that they did that stuff i don't you know a lot of people don't like it but i i personally do and the next thing we're going to talk about guys coming off of that and how the gameplay how slow the gameplay is we're gonna be talking about the classes every class in this game feels really good it it feels almost perfect in my opinion um medics maybe speed up that revive animation a little bit uh the medic well no not the medics i take that back medic animation is okay the buddy revive animation is just shorten it up like by a hair because it is really long sometimes and some and it, it the contextual things they need to work on the contextuals because a lot of the times i was get, trying to get rezzed and the dude would come over and i'd see him like start to res me and then it, like it would stop and then he'd start to res me again and then it'd, it'd stop and it just kept happening over and over and over again until i bled out and i don't know why and it's happened to blueberry medics it's happened to squad mates that i was playing with that are like people that i know and it, I don't know what causes it exactly, but something does. And they need to really work on the contextuals for that, especially. But the only class in this game I really have a gripe with is the supports. All of the support weapons they gave us, and this might just be the beta because of the weapons they gave us, but all of the support weapons in the beta, with the exception of the M30 drilling, because I've never actually seen it on the battlefield. I've never seen anybody using it, never been killed by it, never anything. Every weapon the support gets is fucking garbage. It's hot garbage the ke7 kicks like a mule inaccurate as all get out and even when it's bipodded still has those issues the bren less so but still a problem with that huge magazine they give you obscures such a big portion of your sight when you ads that you cannot react to people that are that are being blocked by it and it's a really big downfall of that weapon i get it 
but holy shit, dude, it's so bad. And the FG42, great at close range. You don't need to be bipodded to use it at, 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 at you know, close to medium range because it's got such an insane fire rate. But at long range, the thing kicks so horrendously and is so inaccurate that it's worthless. It's, I mean, you'd be better off using like the Suomi, honestly. And it's just so bad. And they all have really small magazines, which doesn't really help, which I mean, you know, attrition is awesome and everything, but as a support, LMGs are kind of their thing. And LMGs, typically speaking, have bigger magazines. Like I said, this might just be a beta problem because of the weapons they gave us in the beta. And if it is, then hey, awesome. I'll give it another shot when the full game releases. But holy crap, these supports suck. I'm a big support player in Battlefield 1. I was a support player in Battlefield 4. And it's just bad. I played a little bit of everything in Battlefield 4, actually. Those were the best classes, I think, in any Battlefield game that I had ever played was Battlefield 4. Those classes felt really good. The snipers felt good. Supports felt good. Everything. Everything felt good. Um, and in this game, supports don't feel good at all. Their weapons are really, really just really clunky. Their weapons don't feel right. They don't. F they feel like when you're moving around, they feel. I get that they're supposed to be heavy, but you feel like you're moving in molasses, and it's just, ugh. Just, I don't like it. But medics and even scouts, to an extent, and assaults, assaults especially, assaults and medics especially, feel fantastic. Their weapons perform really well. Um, they're they're not. They don't feel clunky. Their gadgets are really useful, like between the box and the. Um, you know, medics can get the rifle grenade too, but the box for medics and the Panzerfaust for uh, assaults are both my two favorite gadgets. I've been using them nonstop since I got them, and they just feel really good. They feel solid. Um, Panzerfaust, I feel like, need an accuracy debuff. I don't feel like they should be that accurate at such long ranges. I mean, they have a horrendous amount of drop which you have to compensate for, which is good. But, I mean, and this is coming from a person who was, do, who was doing this. I mean, Rotterdam map at Bravo Point, firing all the way down that road at the corner of Delta between that goes between Delta and Echo, hitting tanks with the Panzerfaust from the ammo box. And I shouldn't be able to do that just by compensating for drop. You know, a Panzerfaust shouldn't be a sniper rifle where I have to compensate for drop alone. They should be a little inaccurate at those long ranges. And so, I mean, that's my biggest gripe with the, the Assault class. That and the STG. That thing needs a debuff. I'm sorry. Um, I know a lot of people have said it, and I don't know if they gave it one already, because I'd heard that they gave it one post-alpha, um, because people were complaining about it being super OP. But it's, it's not much better. It's just as bad as the... Um, as, as as any other overpowered weapon. I mean, that thing consistently kills me from like 40 meters. Anywhere from 0 to 40 meters is within STG's effective range, and it fucking wrecks every time. Never, I've never won a, gun, a straight gunfight against an STG. And I've tried using it. I've tried using the Sten. I've tried using the MP40. I've tried using the Gavir. And I, you know, I, even at longer ranges, I think it's like a five shot. Uh, if you put it on single fire mode, and you can, you can go out to like... Gavir ranges with it and like simile ranges with it and get like five shot or even I think six shot kills which isn't that much when you consider that it's not designed for that purpose it's not solely designed for long range combat it shouldn't be able to be usable at those ranges so I think the STG needs a, a debuff and I think that the 
Panzerfaust needs to be a little less accurate. The medic class feels good. Um, the weapons in the beta seem really a good show of like what the medics will be getting. The Sten is kind of your mid-range along with your MP40. And then you've got your EMP and your Suomi, which are kind of like your faster firing, lower accuracy, but better at close range kind of SMGs, which is awesome. Uh, I think that's a good showing of kind of just the roundabout feel of how medics will be. Um, and scouts, scouts feel about just like scouts always have. Um, super long range warfare is their, is their go-to. Um, I do super hateful. Uh, I can feel people hating on me in the comments for this right now. I like that they've reduced scout spotting to scouts only with the binoculars. I actually really like that um, because it gives scouts a purpose. Before, scouts really didn't serve that much of a purpose on the battlefield because, the, I mean, a lot of the battlefields are just so big in the old games that scouts really didn't serve a purpose other than straight kills. And, and, and I feel like scouts will serve a purpose. When I start speculating, I'll, I'll go into why I feel this way. But I feel like scouts are going to serve more of a purpose in this game than they have that is going to actually help the squad more. Um, I think that DICE is really pushing that whole every class has a role and I think they're doing it really well by giving scouts the ability to spot. I think that really pushes scouts into that whole, like, this is their role, is support. And I think that really, really is good. But I want to talk about my speculations. And that's when I, that's why I said, I, you know, when I talk about the speculations, I'll get into it. Scouts, I feel like, serve a purpose. And I feel like they're going to be serving a better purpose because this may just be now this may be confirmed i haven't kept up to date with all of the battlefield 5 news and i've tried not to push a lot of it into the podcast because i don't want people to feel like i'm <laughs> i'm being a shill um i just love the battlefield series and there's been a lot of it coming out lately and of course with the beta being out you know every other person out in the world is doing their two cents on the beta so why shouldn't i but um yeah i i feel like every class is going to have a combat role to play well multiple combat roles to play i should say you go into the beta and you go into like let's suppose you go into the scout class you can click on their combat role which in the beta is sniper and it tells you a long range specialist um you know yada 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 blah 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 and then it tells you usable weapons or it says it says like effective weapons or starting weapons or something and it says uh, single action rifles and self-loading rifles and then it says gadgets spotting binoculars and, and then it says usable gadgets it says spotting binoculars spawn beacon flare gun and something else i think it was s mine is the other one um and that was their their that's their gadgets that they can use in the beta and then it says trait critical sprint when being when wounded you can run faster to get away from the fire and that's their combat role there's a full menu there guys like it's a full menu i don't know if you've seen this yet but go in and check it out i have a theory that i know they talked about these exotic combat roles that'll be able to do more things better or whatever i have a theory that there's actually going to be other combat roles that aren't exotic for the classes so you'll have an assault class who's not necessarily the best at taking out vehicles maybe he's better at doing something else You'll have support classes and medic classes that'll do the same thing because the medic's trait is the syringe that lets him heal anybody. But what if you'll get a what if you get a trait for the medic, or what if you get a combat role for the medic that he doesn't have that syringe and he can do something else? 
I think that would open up a lot of gameplay opportunities. And my personal theory is that scouts will be able to use the flare gun and, um, and like S mines and stuff like that. And but they'll get an infiltrator class to because they're called recon specifically. That's their given title. And you know, especially they did talk about like paratroopers and stuff like that. And my theory is that scouts are going to be those paratroopers. They're going to be those recon classes are going to be infiltrator combat roles and they're going to get access to smgs that are you know they might be suppressed smgs or they might be suppressed like assault rifles and stuff and they'll be able to their whole specialty will be getting will be flanking behind enemy front lines placing down spawn beacons firing flares to allow your team to push on to allow your squad to push on to enemy held objectives that aren't on the front line to capture them and put and help cause chaos amongst the enemy team by giving your, them a two-sided front to deal with and I think that's, if that holds true, scouts are going to change the whole game. It's because it, it, it was bad enough when scouts were, when scouts could, you know, hit you from long range and everything like that. But can you imagine a scout who had access to an SMG who could also get behind your lines and put a spawn beacon down for his whole squad to use? Like, that would be insane. That would shake up the whole game. And personally, it would be one of my favorite classes because you'd, I mean, it'd be something like straight out of Splinter Cell. It'd be like Sam Fisher running behind enemy lines to put down a beacon for your whole squad to come and just, like, you could flank a whole objective full of enemy guys and kill them all. And I think that would really, that would really be something that they, it sounds like something that DICE would do. Because if you look, you can be a scout and pick up a STG and you'll keep being a scout just with an STG. So kits are gone. Kits don't exist anymore. At least as far as I can tell. You're just, you have a combat role and you're in that combat role when you're playing as that person. But you can use any weapon you find on the battlefield to facilitate that combat role. And I think that's the way it, they're going to go amongst the, the actual game. You can change combat roles and therefore change the type of weapon you can get. Even though you're a recon, quote unquote, you'll be able to use different weapons and stuff like that. Um, speaking of weapons customization is really fun um i like changing the color it very it reminds me of my old my old battlefield days of slapping on different kind of crazy looking sights and color and painting the gun up to look all crazy and stuff like that you know very very call of duty old school battlefield kind of like battlefield 4 battlefield 3 kind of feel to it uh, i really did enjoy that i hope that they do the same thing with um player models and stuff like that uh because it would really that, that extra level of customization tends to just make the game feel a little more alive. Like it's a little, you know, those little bits of personalization and stuff like that. And I like the customization of weapons to an extent. Um, the permanency of the upgrades, I don't like. I don't like that you purchase an upgrade and it's permanent. That's not cool. Um, I, I shouldn't, you can buy two of the, two of the weapon, but then you have to spend all the money to re-upgrade that weapon to a different style of play and I don't like that I think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world now granted the in-game currency is very easy to earn at least it was in the beta they might make it harder in the main game but I don't like that I don't like not being able to swap out you know different types of uh different like grips and stuff like that to give me better accuracy or a better receiver to give me faster firing rate I want attachments back that's the one thing I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about I want the attachments back Yes, you have the attachments for sights, but I want my fucking attachments back. I want extended mags back. I want 
buttstocks back. I want foregrips back. I want all that stuff back in the game so that I can use it. Now, obviously, DICE has only got two months until launch, and unless they delayed the game a really long time, we're probably not going to get that. But maybe they can make it so that those upgrades aren't permanent, so that you can swap them in and out on the fly. Or at least make it so that if... <laughs> Once you unlock those upgrades, maybe you don't have to purchase them, you know? Maybe you don't have to purchase the upgrades. Maybe you've unlocked the upgrades and now you get them. That would be nice, you know? You've, you've spent 20 or 30 games leveling up your, your Sten, and you've got it all full, the, the upgrades all fully unlocked, and, and you're going to Rotterdam, and your Sten is set up currently for Narvik, or whatever other long-range map they have. Maybe you want to switch it over to something more close-range orientated that ha gives you a little bit of a faster fire rate and less vertical recoil and quicker aim times. That would be nice. I would love to do that. But upgrades are permanent. So to do that, I'd have to buy another Sten, go in, and all, in or earn all the in-game currency, and then go back into my armory, into my my company and then repurchase all those upgrades and re and and do it that way and that's really annoying purchasable upgrades is one thing permanent upgrades is a totally different thing that's not cool um i feel like the whole upgrade tree system is a good it's good i like that the upgrades especially on the vehicles the tanks especially i'm a dedicated tanker and that upgrade tree on the tanks which i'll get to in a minute is insane I feel like it's a good system. They just need to tweak it a little bit. It's not a big gripe with me. It's not going to stop me from buying the game, but they do need to tweak it because it is, it's a pretty major annoyance. It's not a minor annoyance. It's a pretty major annoyance. All the weapons though, feel great even without those upgrades. So don't feel like you have to have those upgrades. It does give you a little bit of an edge in combat, but it's not enough to take a zero skill player to top tier with just upgrades alone. It's not like, you know, your gun automatically is just god tier with those upgrades on. Um, you still do have to have some modicum of skill and that is still there. But these upgrades extend into vehicles, as, as does the customization, which that'll probably be in the full game because it wasn't in this, at least not that I could tell. But these upgrades extend into the vehicles and the upgrade trees for vehicles fucking sweet especially for tanks oh my god they are so awesome um playing in the tank my favorite tank is the churchill mark 8 it's probably my favorite to that and the tiger but i rarely ever get the tiger tank out um i usually if there's a i'm on a german team it's something else completely and man it's asymmetrical vehicles i talked about that way back way way back in like my first podcast i talked about the asymmetrical vehicles and how no one talked about it it's actually there you have no idea how excited i was to see the churchill for the allies and the tiger tank for the germans i was stoked i was like oh my god oh my god it's actually here that's awesome that's so awesome I could do a Tiger Tank when I'm on the German team, and I could pilot the Churchill when I'm on the Allies team. That's so sweet. I was super stoked about that. Tiger Tanks are awesome. And even, this goes into the, the asymmetrical vehicles. The upgrade trees are different for the Tiger Tank and the Churchill Tank because they use different technologies during the war. So that even goes into that, which I think is fucking phenomenal. I think that's an awesome thing that I don't think I've ever actually seen done in a World War II game that I've ever played. And it's just incredible. For example, first upgrade tree for the Churchill that I got, first upgrade on the tree for the Churchill that I got, was track repair, I believe, is the first one. It's either track repair or, no, it was faster, uh, faster loading. It was, it was a better auto loader so that my tank, uh, the main cannon reloaded faster. 
that's useful. First upgrade for the Tiger Tank I got is called Zimmerit, or Zimmer, Zimmerit, I think is what it's called. And what it is, I actually had to look this up because I didn't know what the hell it was. The, the other option was a smoke launcher, and I was like, well, it can't be much worse than a smoke launcher. So I looked it up, and it's actually a thing that Germans used to do, like, late into the war. They would coat the sides of their tanks with, uh, like, paste, like this, like, paste, and they would ridge it so that it created a barrier between the steel of the tank and magnetically attached explosive devices to keep like magnetic mines and stuff from sticking to the tank and detonating and i thought that was the coolest shit ever i was like dude that's awesome so magnetic things won't stick to my tiger tank because i've got zimmerit on there but the churchill has a better auto loader but you can go through these upgrade trees and it goes like this for the weapons too you can get all kinds of upgrades for your weapons you can get faster firing you can get better um you can get uh, better better recoil control better accuracy and for the tanks it's a little different now for the vehicle for the planes it's also a little different but i can't fly the planes suck in this game i'm it might just be because it's the beta and things are a little wonky but they need to work on planes i'm a big pilot too and eh, planes are disappointing in this game to say the least but tanks have different upgrades obviously than like mp40s and stuff like that tanks get different you know, they get the better autoloader, they get track repair, which is a big one for me. Uh, track repair is a huge, huge thing if you're a tanker. But one of the things that I thought was the coolest is you could actually commence an upgrade tree, go along the upgrade tree and follow it to get a different weapon, like a different main cannon. So like one of my Churchills has a 90mm howitzer on it, um, which is cool instead of the standard Oh, I think it was a 75 millimeter. It was like a 75 millimeter, like basically field gun that they mounted into the Churchill. Um, but mine has a 90 millimeter howitzer in it instead. And so I'm not entirely sure what that does. I don't know if it's purely cosmetic. I doubt it. I'm sure there's some point to it, but you can do all kinds of stuff like that. And you have different ammunition types. You have Hesh rounds, which is high explosive squash head. And so those, what it'll do, it fires a shell with plastic explosive in the head of it. And when the shell hits a tank or a building, the plastic explosive squashes against the, the surface. And then milliseconds after that, a primer will actually detonate. That plastic explosive causes huge amounts of damage to armor and buildings. And it's actually an anti-armor, a form of anti-armor shell. You can get armor piercing shells. You can get all kinds of stuff like that. And you can even get stuff that's not related to like particularly like shells and auto loading i actually added mine clearing line charges on my churchill so i've got these big tubes on top of my treads now and i can fire mine clearing lines if you've never seen these they're um i think they call them daisy cutters in the marine corps and they fire these huge lines of like plastic explosive and then detonate it and what it does is it's for clearing like minefields and stuff like that for clearing a path through minefields and you can fire these things out of your Churchill tank. And I, we, we rolled onto Bravo Point on Rotterdam and I was in my Churchill and I actually rolled through the wall and switched into that mine, that, that line launcher and fired six mine clearing lines into Bravo. And according to the people that were not in my tank, it was absolute fucking chaos. They were like, holy shit, there's parts of the building falling down. There's chairs flying everywhere. They were like, what are you doing? And I was like, that was mine clearing lines. I was out of ammo, so I switched to what I had. And it's just so fun to just customize. The upgrade trees are awesome, but I really would wish they would change it. But I like how in-depth they are. 
they're really in-depth and i like how they actually change you don't just get the ability to shoot mines on your tank you actually get the launchers like attached to the top of your treads which is awesome that's really cool that extra visual element really helps kind of be like so when you see an enemy tank you can be like oh he's got the howitzer on it i can tell because it's got a shorter barrel and he's got the mine clearing lines on his tread so we shouldn't stand directly in front of his tank because he'll absolutely fucking wreck us and everything like that that visual element helps you identify and it helps you you know you see somebody with a with an upgraded tank like that and you can go oh shit guys watch out that guy's got a fully upgraded tank like he's good he's been using that tank for a while so he's very familiar with it um i do like how armor feels in general uh i like how the weapons feel in the game but i'm a huge tanker I, I don't tend to be on foot i'm a big vehicles guy it's why i play battlefield planes not so much but tanks in this game the fact that they finally made i really don't want to you know call people out i'm not going to call other other like content creators out and stuff like that because i don't i don't want to you know be like yeah that guy sucks you know I, I don't mind talking about like jack frags and stuff i love jack frags but there has been some rumblings in the community of battlefield's past about how overpowered tanks always are in the beta and i'm frankly i'm i'm really like tired of it because let me tell you guys something right now tanks between the first world war and the second world war were absolutely terrifying we had never really seen them on a battlefield before especially world war one world war one where tanks made their like real debut they were terrifying on the front lines when a tank started when a tank battalion rolled through to like an enemy controlled point it was scary as shit and in battlefield one they don't capture that tanks are so paper mache bullshit in battlefield one you can get taken down by one guy with dynamite and an anti-tank grenade like it's insane i've done it before it's and it's so, so ridiculous that one man you shouldn't be able to one man a tank that's not that shouldn't be the case and i don't want them to change i they do need to soften tanks up a little bit in battlefield 5 I've played tanks for a tremendous amount of time. I went 65-0 and 0 on a Rotterdam uh, match that I played yesterday. 65-0. and 0. I'm good in a tank. But holy crap, I haven't gone 65-0 and 0 in a tank in any Battlefield game ever. I have always gotten killed. It is absolutely insane. I do like the resupply points. I like that you can't repair your tank fully. And I think that's why they buff their health so much is because you can't just sit there and repair your tank anywhere. You actually have to go to a resupply point and you can destroy resupply points so that tanks can't use them. So if you're holding an objective and you know they're bringing a tank to an objective, you can destroy that resupply point so that any damage you do to it, it has to leave to go repair it fully. It can't, you know, it can put out fires and it can repair tracks, but it can't bring its health back up above a certain point, just like soldiers can. And I think that's why they made them so so beefy and they do need to take that down a little bit because I gotta tell you man, I was getting shot by like dudes with Panzerfaust left and right and they were just, they couldn't, I would kill them and then instantly repair back to full health before they could get back to me and continue shooting me. You need a coordinated team effort to take down a tank, which is cool. I think that's the way it should be. I don't think you should need, I think you should need like three dudes max 
to take down a tank with Panzerfaust without having to go resupply. You know, I think six Panzerfaust hitting a tank should be sufficient enough to kill it, even if it's like a Tiger tank or a Churchill and it's got extra armor. I think six dude, six rockets is enough. And even if, if they have hit a resupply point, that's nine rockets. That should definitely be enough. Um, but man, do tanks, I just... The tanks in this game, especially in the beta, because they're so beefy and because they're so big and hard to kill, when a tank shows up on an objective, people scatter like roaches. They run. Like, nobody stands to fight against tanks. And that's an awesome feeling to have as the tanker. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I really like the way vehicles feel. I think that vehicles feel really good. I think that, uh, except the planes, planes don't feel good at all. But even like the, the half tracks and the little, the mini half tracks, the little ATV ones, those handle really well. All in all, I think DICE is on the, like, really, they're getting there. They're really close to getting a solid game. It just needs, really, like I said, the major gripes I have with this game are, are really, really, really small. Um, like, the gripes that I have are gripes that me personally, I don't like, but that someone else might not find to be as much of a problem. Um, you know, like the support thing, like I personally find support weapons to be completely fucking dog shit worthless, but someone else might not find him that bad. I got a buddy of mine who plays support all the time. He doesn't like how the weapons feel, but it doesn't stop him from going, you know, 55 and eight. I can't do that with support weapons. So, you know, these things are, these things are completely one-sided on my on my end of the game and I think that the game as a whole would be would benefit because I can't be the only person that feels this way I know a lot of people probably feel that tanks are a little too beefy but don't do what you did in Battlefield 1 and throw them into the ground because a lot of the times DICE especially has a, has a tendency to take it too far with what they do um in one direction or the other sometimes they'll go to nerf something and they'll make it completely worthless and then sometimes they'll be like oh we just need to give a little bit of a buff to this thing and they'll make it like god tier the next day because they did something and they're like oh we we increased its its uh range from you know 20 meters to 22.4 meters or something and whatever i don't someone hit a different button on the keyboard or whatever but suddenly that thing is like unfreaking godly powerful and I really want them to take a really close look at what they do before they implement it and really throw it in the QTE and test it thoroughly. Um, because, like I said, if this game gets a bad launch, if this game doesn't have like impeccable reviews at launch, I don't think it'll really survive too long because we'll, people are already not liking the game. I have seen more negative press about this Battlefield game than I have any other Battlefield game in my lifetime. The people that are praising it are people like me that are diehard Battlefield fans, but even they have gripes with it. I've seen Jack Frags Level Cap posted his video about it. Uh, Jack Frags posted his video about it. I've heard um, Westy, I think, posted a video about it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, I'm hearing these things secondhand about how, you know, like Jack, from what I've heard from my buddy who watched Jack Frags video, he has the same issue I do with the upgrade tree about it being permanent. He doesn't like that. I know a lot of people don't like that. I People within my friends group don't like that. It's a very common consensus that they shouldn't be permanent and they don't know why they are. So it's not like this is just people that play the game all the time. It's not like this is just content creators that have this issue. We didn't all, you know, I didn't go get with a bunch of content creators and we all coordinated our complaints together. These are things that are legitimate issues with the whole game. 
and nobody and they want them changed and i think dice really needs to take a closer look at how they do these things so that they don't take this game from being almost there to being holy crap what did they do this isn't even remotely the same game as i that i played in the beta this is not what i was expecting or this is exactly the same as the beta they didn't change a fucking thing because those your dice has a tendency to go to one end of the spectrum or the other They've done it in past Battlefield. They did it in Battlefield 1 when they buffed that... When that TTK patch came out, weapons... Certain weapons got super powerful because they buffed the TTK on weapons across the board to help, you know, speed up gameplay a little bit and help people, you know, kill. But some weapons that were already, like, lower mid-range suddenly became really high-range, high-tier weapons because they just... They're just the TTK being higher made them better, so much better in fact than a lot of other weapons um, you know M MP18 and Battlefield 1 the MP18 Trench and the MP18 Optical both became fucking insane after that TTK patch went through and you know, the, the Lewis gun being another one, the Lewis gun is like insane now, like I routinely lose fights to the Lewis gun in Battlefield 1 that I probably shouldn't be losing because, you know, it'll be at range or whatever, and the Lewis gun's just... It's super fucking powerful now. It's just really accurate. It, it hits, you know, moderately hard, given that it's got that range. So, you know, these things are just... I really hope DICE doesn't fly to that other end of the spectrum like they did with that TTK patch, but I really hope they actually make an effort to change these things that people are talking about because it will affect the launch. You know, people talk, and especially in the day, of, day and age of the internet nowadays... You know, game will launch next day, reviews come out, and a lot of people, especially now, are waiting for reviews to purchase. No, not a lot of people pre-purchase anymore, not a lot of people pre-order, not a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are just waiting for the reviews to come out so they can get a good, a good feel of what the game is going to be like. And if those reviews aren't what they want to hear, and if those reviews say that, you know, well, X, Y, and Z was in the beta... And X, Y, and Z is in the game is in the main game. They didn't change it. A lot of people get will say, "Well, they didn't change anything from the beta, and I didn't like the beta, so I'm not going to buy it." And you know, or they changed too much from the beta, and I like the beta, so I'm not going to buy it. So they really need to take a look at this stuff. That being said, guys, that brings us to the end of the uh, episode. That brings us to the end of the podcast. And you know, as always, guys, thanks for listening. I love uh, doing this for you guys. I love, especially when it comes to talking about like Battlefield and stuff like that. I love Battlefield. I tend to ramble, but it's just I love the game. And there's so much I want to get out of you, and I try to keep these episodes under 30 minutes. So it's really hard. Um, like right now, we're running at about 45. But you know, I want to just thank you guys and everything like that. Um, if you haven't yet, find me on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Um, I've got a Patreon up, so if you guys if you guys like what I do and you guys like what I you know how I talk about stuff and everything like that, and you want to hear more, go to Patreon. You can contribute as little as one dollar to the podcast. You can also support me on Anchor as well. I do have uh, listener support enabled on Anchor. Unfortunately, that means I can't use my Spotify music in my episodes, and I can't release Anchor on the episodes. But on the bright side, if maybe somebody doesn't want to go to Patreon to support me, they can support me on Anchor. That's totally cool. Um, I do still put background music and stuff to the the episode and everything like that so it's not just me talking but you know um I've, i want to thank you guys because my my twitter profile is kind of blown up overnight uh earlier like i think i posted something about it uh like earlier in the week where i went from like i had like 16 followers at like last thursday and then today i have 
um, 35. So I've doubled my followers over the course of like four days. And I don't exactly know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just because people are, people are retweeting or what, but it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. You know, I love doing this for you guys, and I want to do it full-time, but unfortunately, I've got bills to pay. So if you guys want me to do this full-time, you got to support me. you got to donate to the podcast. Everything you donate, guys, goes straight into the podcast. It doesn't come go into, like, my personal bank account for, bill, for, for bills or whatever. I've got a full-time job that I pay my bills out of. Everything you donate to the podcast goes back into the podcast. Um, I've got different Patreon tiers set up and everything like that, and it's broken down on Patreon. So if you guys want to find me, go ahead and find me on Patreon and support. Find me on Anchor and support. Just, you know, don't forget, guys, I'm, I'm always out there. I'm always on Twitter, and I'm always on Xbox. So if you guys find me, search me up, and uh, we'll play together. But with that being said, guys, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.